What's up, guys? Evolutionary.org podcast coming your way. Another great episode. We're at 280. All our even number podcasts are going to be about chemicals, and all our odd number podcasts are going to be Q&As, questions that you guys have submitted. So today we're going to be talking about DECA. So let's talk about DECA a little bit. Rick and I have a lot of experience with DECA, so let us share. So first off, what is DECA Durabolin? So a lot of you probably heard the term DECA in the gym. That's the popular name of it. It's a NOR19 compound. And what this means is that it's a 19 NOR testosterone steroid family. It lacks the carbon atom at the 19th position. So the NOR19 name was given to all these class of steroids. So that includes NPP. That includes decadurabolin. MPP is a short-acting version of nandrolone. Decadurabolin is the long-acting nandrolone. And we'll get into the half-life and detection time later in this podcast. So the structural modification of decadurabolin means that on paper, it aromatizes at a quarter of the rate as testosterone. So you know, that's kind of interesting, and we'll get into that as well in this podcast. But first, I'm going to bring in Rick. Rick is the expert about the history of these steroids, and DECA, just like a lot of these steroids, has a very fascinating history. So, Rick, take it away. Tell us about the history. Hey, what's up, guys? So, uh, when it comes to nandrolone, this is one of those steroids that came around the golden era of steroid research that time in between the, the 1930s to 1950s and the early 1960s, it was first identified, nandrolone itself, in 1950. Now, 19 nor testosterone, nandrolone, is actually naturally occurring in the human body in very small trace amounts. It's mostly detectable in pregnant women, but in men, uh, they're very, very small trace amounts. So much so that if you are a tested athlete and you get tested, you're allowed to have a very tiny amount of uh, nandrolone in your system because it can occur naturally. Now, in 1950, it was first identified, and then it was first put on the market uh, for human use in 1959 as nandrolone phenylpropanate. So nandrolone phenylpropanate, the shorter acting ester, was first developed and, and put out on the market. Then nandrolone decanoate, was actually released to the public in 1962. And many of us that use steroids in the 90s, uh, late 90s, early 2000s, we know that nandrolone decanoate was more readily available than nandrolone phenylpropanate. Uh, nandrolone phenylpropanate actually came around and became more popular as some of the underground labs started popping up after 2005, 2007 is when you really saw it available everywhere. And it seems from my research, the company that was mostly responsible for the development and bringing it to the market of uh, nandrolone, of sterified nandrolone products is Organon. And that's a company we're going to get into later on because they played a big part in the development of steroids throughout the late 50s, early uh, 60s. So uh, Organon, we're going to definitely talk about. That's pretty much the history of nandrolone. All right, guys. So let's talk about the decanoate ester that Rick mentioned. Decadurabolin, that's the ester that's attached to it. We're talking about the long ester here of nandrolone. 
And here's the thing, uh, it's kind of frustrating because a lot of people just call Deca Durabolum Deca, but they don't understand that Deca refers to the ester attached. There is something called testosterone decanae. I don't mean to confuse you guys, but that is just the ester attached. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're using, if someone says I'm using decanoate, they could be using testosterone decanate, for example. Doesn't necessarily mean Deca Durabolum that they're using. Yeah, Steve, you're absolutely right. Sometimes we mistake uh, because the way these names have been adopted by, by bodybuilders and the underground, we mistake certain things. What you're saying is right. DECA describes nandrolone undecanoate. When you're talking about nandrolone phenopropionate, it's just nandrolone phenopropionate. It's not DECA anymore. But we just say DECA for short. But really, the base hormone is nandrolone. Just like we discussed in podcast 278, equipoise. Now, boldenone is the base hormone. Equipoise is boldenone undercyclinate, right? If you had boldenone cypionate, which does exist, then it's just boldenone cypionate. It's not equipoise anymore. Equipoise is, is, is the name given to boldenone undercyclinate. And the base hormone is boldenone. In this case, nandrolone is the base hormone. All right, guys. So let's talk about how it works. Now, first off, Decadurable, anyone who's used it, you know that it helps to boost your appetite. It helps to build muscle and strength by enhancing protein synthesis. Big shocker, you know, that's what most steroids uh, do. It helps promote IGF-1, insulin-like growth factor production, and it helps stop the rise in glucocorticoid hormones, which, which attack your muscle growth and prevent you from gaining. So that's why when you run DECA on cycle, just like most steroids, you can gain a lot more muscle and that you don't have to worry about it basically getting you know um, ripped away from you um, when you're on it. You can continue just to build and build and build. DECA is also excellent at increasing nitrogen retention in the muscles. And it's known on paper as being one of the better ones for that. So historically, you know, that's why guys, you know, a lot of people have used it in the past to help with, you know, muscle wasting. So it can definitely help you if you're a smaller guy and you're struggling to put on mass, it is a good one to use for those reasons. Rick, um, have you noticed that as well when you've used it, some of these benefits? Yeah, DECA is very anabolic and not very androgenic. So it lets you add more anabolic hormones to your cycle without necessarily having any additional side effects. That's a good thing about DECA. DECA's only real side effect that we all really are familiar with and know about is that it gives you that DECA dick where it's very tough to get an erection and things just don't work properly down there. Aside from that, if you're able to manage that, if you're not genetically prone to that side effect, or if you know how to work your chemistry right so that you don't get it, DECA is a very, very useful steroid, very useful hormone. It doesn't give you a lot of the other uh, side effects that most steroids do, including testosterone. It's not known to cause hair loss. It's not known to enlarge your prostate. It's not known to give you acne. It's not really known to, to shrink your balls. It's, it's not known to give you a lot of these side effects that you get from a lot of these other steroids. It's not very uh, toxic to the body. The only problem is if you don't match up your chemistry right with it, if you don't stack it right, your dick's not going anywhere. You know, it, it's, it's just going to stay limp like a noodle. And some guys suffer through this for months even and have a really tough time bouncing back from it. So 
that's really the only real precaution. And it's really the only thing that's earned Decca a really bad rap is made Decca kind of infamous because of the issues with the erections and such. But when it comes to actual side effects, it's pretty decent, man. It's, it, it's good. It's there. You just have to know how to stack it properly. Yeah, it's definitely a mild compound for sure. Um, and here's the thing with the Decadic. You know, if you look up, really look up this information on Decadic, where it really comes from, you're going to see a lot of conflicting information on forums. But the thing is, I've studied this quite a bit. And my educated guess based on the information that I've seen is that the decadic thing is simply the fact that it's metabolizing to dihydronandrolone, which is the DHN. So what happens is your dihydrotestosterone DHT, which is our sex hormone gets swamped by that DHN. So the way you can mask that on cycle is by stacking a DHT derivative along with DECA. And that's why I strongly recommend something like Proviron. And the nice thing about Proviron, which we'll talk about in future episodes, we're going to discuss that compound, is that it's not liver toxic. So you should be, be stacking Proviron with DECA. And that will completely solve this issue um, in my experience. Now, guys who run cycles, even with tests, okay, they don't, that doesn't save you. Testosterone will only convert to a very small amount to, to DHT. So that's not going to save you. The Proviron is the secret ingredient you should be using with DECA. And if you go back to the 70s and 80s, you'll know, and I've interviewed these guys from that era who have trained some of these bodybuilders and coached them. And they've said that those guys would use DECA and Proviron always. They didn't understand why it worked, but they knew it worked. And that, that will definitely contribute to offsetting any types of decadic yeah you need dht you need the hydrotestosterone in your body to keep your dick hard and even as a teenager it is the hydrotestosterone that contributes to the actual growth of the tissue down there when uh when deca comes into contact with uh, reductase enzymes that turn your testosterone into the hydrotestosterone deca becomes a weaker version of it like steve said and that's where some of the problems come from. And that's also why DECA doesn't give you the hair loss and, and prostate enlargement side effects that other steroids do. It's because it, it is a weaker uh, DHT than you would normally get from, you know, from injecting high levels of testosterone. Yeah, it swamps your DHT. So really, you're not getting those DHT side effects when you use DECA. That's, that's kind of the point of using it, you know? So if you have a subject to hair loss, You've got prostate issues, et cetera, et cetera. It's a really good one for that. Um, yeah, so let's my, talk about, yeah, go ahead. My, my, personal, uh, my personal way of making sure that I don't get decadic is I always run the testosterone at twice the amount. And that way uh, that reductase enzyme has more testosterone substrate to work with than DECA. That way I'm ensuring that my dehydrotestosterone levels stay higher than you know, the conversion off of nandrolone. And that way I, I avoid the, the decadic and that's worked for me. But like you said, uh, using an oral a DHT derivative can also uh, help quite a bit. Yeah. Masterin too. If you want to do injectables, masterin would be one you could also use along with it. So um, um, let's talk for, uh, first before we get into dosage, just talk about the, the joint issues. 
So Rick, um, I'm going to get you in on this one as well. Um, your history. I did notice when I ran that, when I run DECA that my joints don't bother me as much as running say Winstrel or a drier compound. So there's some conflicting information, but what we do know is that there are some studies that have shown that it will, um, it will enhance bone mineral content, um, collagen synthesis as well. And it also has a history medically for being used in osteoporosis for females. So there is some bone joint medical background to it. Having said that, the amount of DECA that bodybuilders are using, okay, and the other compounds that bodybuilders are using, and the amount of weights that people are throwing around on DECA, it really doesn't make sense to assume that you can just run DECA if your joints are bad and it's somehow going to cure your joint issues because in the end, it's going to make it worse. So I would not run DECA. I would not run any steroid if you have a lot of joint problems, but I would not also expect DECA to cure your joint problems when you're using it because those medical dosages are way less than what bodybuilders use in the first place. So it's not exactly a therapeutic dose regardless. But Rick, I mean, have you used DECA and noticed joint health? You know, I guess I did, but I knew before I used it that that was kind of the folklore behind it, that it, it helped your joints out. Is it true? Could it be true? Well, it's naturally occurring in your body um, in higher concentrations in pregnant women. So it might have definitely, um, you know, some roles there. It, it could definitely help. Now, I personally have found that my joints feel a lot better when I'm taking glucosamine sulfate, chondroitin sulfate, MSN, scissors quadrilateris, those kind of over-the-counter ingredients have made my joints feel way better, way better than trying to go to black market uh, to get Nandrolone. So does it help the joints? I guess it did mine. I, I, I can't say that they didn't feel good. I mean, they were fine, but I, I was already being told that before I ever used Nandrolone. So maybe it was a little bit of placebo effect. But over the years, man, it, I, the biggest change I've found in my joints it's just used in, you know, the ingredients I just mentioned. And um, I guess that could can help. But I would probably say now nowadays, if you wanted to go the SARMs route, maybe Osterin is probably better for your joints than, than DECA could ever have been. Now, DECA, it's been around since, like we just mentioned, 1950s, 1960s. We kind of know what to expect from it because so many guys have used it throughout the years. Osterin is very new, and we don't know what kind of long-term side effects can come from it. Just one thing to keep in mind with Osterin when we compare it to DECA. Osterin may be better at helping your joints than DECA is, but we don't know. Osterin has not been around as long as DECA has. There has not been that many guys using it yet. So we don't know what the long-term is going to be from these SARMs yet. All right, guys. So let's talk about half-life and detection time. So this is, this is uh, very interesting. It's a quite, it's a very long half-life. Uh, we know that it's, a, it's got the decanate ester with the decadurabolin. Two weeks, you're talking about two weeks in your system. So, you know, when you start injecting deca, it's going to take a while, okay, to reach peak levels before leveling off. It's going to start working right away, but it's going to take five, six, seven weeks to really reach peak levels. And on the flip side, when you stop taking it, it's going to take a long time to be out of your system. So that's another reason guys fuck up when they take DECA is they run these long ass cycles with DECA and then they come off 
and it takes like six, seven, eight weeks for it to be out of your system. And then they overshoot their PCT. They'll run a four-week PCT, and then the PCT is over before the DECA is even out of their system, and then they crash after. So that's another reason DECA gets a bad rap. It's after cycle. People don't PCT correctly. So remember that. Remember what I'm saying, guys. You want to run a long PCT and long bridge after DECA because it's going to take a while to get out of your system. Even worse is the detectable time. We're talking eight, up to 18 months this stuff is detectable in your system. So if you're a tested athlete and you take DECA, you're pretty much fucked. And we saw that. Sean Merriman, he was an absolute beast. He was a defensive end linebacker, San Diego Chargers. The guy was like the second or third pick in the draft. Comes in the league. His first year as a rookie, 10 sacks. His second year, 17 sacks. His third year, 12, 13 sacks. He was tearing it up, and then they bust his ass for DECA, and he gets his ass suspended. And pretty much his, his career is downhill from there. So we've seen athletes get busted for it, and you really have to be a fucking idiot to take DECA if you're a tested athlete. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Rick? Yeah, it's definitely not the first choice. But you know what happens, Steve? Since there's so many underground black market stuff out there, and DECA is really one of the cheapest steroids out there, you're going to find a lot of unscrupulous sources are going to switch out DECA for more expensive items. And yeah, you'll get something from it, but not what you're looking for. And this is why guys get popped off of DECA because I can't imagine any coach or anybody helping one of these athletes with everything we know about DECA still letting one of their athletes use DECA today. I just don't see it. It has to be that they got fake product that was swapped out by one of these underground labs and they just didn't know it. There's just... No way a professional athlete making, making any kind of money is paying someone to give him that bad of, of advice. Yeah, that's got to be what it is for sure. And he probably took other stuff too, which, which he didn't get flagged for. But the DECA, that little bit of DECA metabolite definitely showed up. So let's talk about dosaging and stacking. Um, I've, I've stacked DECA myself. I think uh, a, a dosage of 200 to 400 milligrams a week is perfectly fine. Um, on a cycle, um, you could actually go higher with DECA. It is a mild compound. So you could go five, even 600 milligrams. I'd rather you do that than run a bunch of trend, for example, at that, those dosages. So DECA, you can be a little liberal with. I'd like to stack in the Provirin, like I was telling you guys, 25 to 50 milligrams a day. If you run 50 milligrams a day, it's going to get really expensive for the course of your cycle. So 25 milligrams a day is going to be perfectly fine. And then you can throw in an androgen, a little bit of an androgenic kick. You can throw in a little trend with it. You can throw in a little test with it, a little bit of an androgen in there. Some guys like to do that. And that gives the cycle a little bit of kick, but it just boils down to your goals. Do you want just a mild cycle or do you want something, you know, really, really hardcore? Um, trend and DECA together. Um, a lot of guys on forums say you shouldn't do that, but from my point of view, I mean, you're, you're stacking a mild compound mild anabolic compound with a harsh androgenic compound. To me, it seems like the, the yin and yang is perfect on that. So, you know, but that, I, that's something you want to do if you're experienced. Do not do that your first three, four, five cycles. That's something to do when you're really advanced. Um, first, first time with DECA, like I said, a mild amount of DECA, two to 400 milligrams, throw in a little bit of test um, to give it a little androgenic kick and then definitely Proviron. Um, Rick, you like to run the test higher. Um, 
tell us tell us um, how you've like to run it. What what have you been successful with? Well, Deca stacks pretty well with almost anything. Um, I, I've heard about the Trembolone and Deca. I've never stacked the two of them together, but I can see you know how both Trembolone and Deca individually can fuck with your uh, sexual functions. Now, I can maybe see how the two of them could create a problem because uh, Trembolone will, you know, will mess with, with the way you have sex and so can Deca. One of the best and classic stacks out there is testosterone Deca with a dianable start. Testosterone Deca with a dianable start. And I think that's a really good and classic cycle for anybody that wants to do that much, that wants to do a couple of steroids like that. Testosterone Deca all day long. If you're taking, let's say, 500 megs of testosterone, 200 megs of Deca a week, you don't need much more than that. You have to remember, though, on a cycle like that, you have to discontinue the Deca a full two, three weeks before you discontinue the testosterone because the Deca's got that long ester and it's still going to be in your system weeks and weeks later. So you don't want to be in a situation where you're running nandrolone decanoate and you're running testosterone and nathate, and then you're about to come off cycle and you stop them both at the same time, that testosterone is going to be out of your system pretty quickly compared to that DECA. You don't want to do that. You want to continue to shoot testosterone, I would say, for three to four weeks after you discontinue the DECA. And yeah, you know, DECA has a long ester, so it does take a while to build up. The real results from it, you're going to see after about the second, third, fourth week on it. And again, it, it's one of those steroids that it's very safe. It's really good to use, man. I mean, you're not going to get many other side effects from DECA except it messing with your dick a little bit. And that's if you don't mess with your chemistry properly. You know, you can also run DECA with, with Boldenon. But I probably, look, I probably wouldn't run DECA unless I'm running testosterone at, at this day and age. I wouldn't take DECA without testosterone. So it's something to consider. But DECA, Boldenon, and TEST, it's a great cycle. Three really good steroids that work well together. I mean, those are really the, the, the only stacks I would, I would kind of use it for. I wouldn't kind of use it with Winstrol. I, I guess if you, I guess using it with Winstrol or I guess if all you can get is Winstrol, it's all right. But I wouldn't kind of use those in the same stack. I don't, I don't kind of see why, unless that's all you have and you're just trying to run something. But it wouldn't, that, that, I wouldn't order Winstrol and that kind of take together, at least not at the same time. Maybe I'm in a long cycle and I'm taking them at different times, maybe, but not taking together. I don't know. I mean, look, DECA, I think, testosterone, um, equipoise, uh, Masteron, Primobolin, Dianabol, all stack well with, uh, with DECA, in my opinion. All right. So should females be using it? I would not use DECA Durabolin if you're a female because the ester is so long. If you insist and you want to run a Nandrolone, run the short-acting NPP, the phenylpropionate ester instead of the nanolone, but I would not run it if you're a female um, because it's just the half-life is just too long. Now, how long should you run a cycle? This is also something I think a lot of guys make the mistake of. We talked about it in EQ as well. They run DECA 16, 18, 20 weeks, 22 weeks. Guys, I mean, I understand. I understand it. it, it it's a slow builder. It's a mild compound. I, I get it. Okay. But Rome was not built overnight. It's not going to be one cycle and done. Okay. You're going to keep running cycles. 
So why fuck your HPTA up by running steroids for half the year? Okay. That's not a cycle. That's just running steroids half the year. Let's call it what it is. So stick, stick to even 12 weeks is plenty. 12 weeks is fine. I know a lot of guys will say, Steve, you're an idiot. You should run it 16, 18 weeks. It's a slow builder. Guys, it's okay to leave some gains on the table for the future. I, I don't want you fucking your, your HPTA. DECA, just like all the other steroids, okay, pretty much all the steroids, maybe not Proviron, but pretty much all the steroids, is going to shut you down. So your HPTA, your pituitary glands are going to stop functioning when you're on this stuff, okay? So you have to keep it short. You have to run a proper PCT, and you have to come off. Yeah, you know, would you agree, Steve, that running a DECA-only cycle is probably not the best idea or something you wouldn't recommend someone do? Maybe as opposed to running a Dianabol-only cycle or Anabol-only cycle or Winstrol-only cycle or Testosterone-only cycle or Trembolone-only cycle. Would you agree with that or would you tell somebody, yeah, go ahead and do that? Um, I would run it with Proviron. I would not run it by itself because I want that DHT derivative in there. But I mean, if your goals are just mild, you just want something mild, you just want something anabolic, then run it like that. And then that should be, that should be fine. I mean, they ran it like that in the seventies and eighties. If you want something androgenic, you want to bulk, then yeah, run a bunch of testosterone with it, run a bunch of D-bowl with it. Then you get that nice bulking effect. You know, another one to run with it. That's actually surprising. Anadrol. Cause Anadrol is a DHT derivative. How about that? You could run Anadrol with DECA and you get that, that DHT effect as well. So we've awesome. seen guys, yeah, we've seen guys do that. Um, you know, like, yeah. I personally wouldn't advise anybody run Nandrolone by itself just because I'm, I'm always so afraid of my junk not working. You know, we take steroids to feel better, to be stronger, to look better. Once, you know, once your soldier's not working anymore because of the steroids, it kind of defeats the whole purpose. So I personally wouldn't run DECA by itself. Matter of fact, when I run it, I try to keep it under 200. You just keep it real low. I don't think I've ever ran it above 300 because uh, it is, I've just always been afraid of, of what it can do. Just saw too many reports from guys having issues with it. So uh, I've seen yeah, reports, but I've seen reports from plenty of guys who've run testosterone with it who still have dick issues because they, the, they didn't want the DHT derivative. So I can turn that around too. The, the thing about it is if you react very well to androgens, and I personally do, by the way, I run, I react very well. If I run Primo, if I run EQ, my libido goes down. But if I run Trend, Testosterone, any of those androgens, my libido goes up. So if you react really well to androgens, then yeah. And you're worried about your libido, then, then yeah, throw in some testosterone with it. Just depends. Some people don't react well to androgens though, you know? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's, that's always on the table. Genetics, always on the table for sure. Yeah, look, some people are going to be more prone to side effects than others. That is just something that, that's going to happen. You're going to have guys that are going to get gynecomastia from Trembolone or from Anadrol even. You know, some people are just more prone to side effects than others. And it all has a lot to do with, you know, how many receptors you were born with for certain compounds and how your body uh, eventually regulates up or down regulates these receptors as different receptors. So yeah, some people are going to be more prone to certain side effects than others with certain compounds. And that's something, you know, part of knowing yourself and make sure you 
log your cycles and, and document everything that you go through, you're going to find that certain compounds just sit really well with you and others don't. While a buddy or, or maybe a big guy in a magazine or a dude giving advice on Facebook about steroids, he might run into a completely different situation with those compounds. So that's something I'll always remember is genetics plays a huge role always. The universal though, bottom line guys, trust me on this. If you run DECA, whether you run it with Tess, whether you run it with Primo, whether you run it with Trend, run Proviron with it or another DHT derivative. It will make a world of difference. I promise you it will. So Rick, tell us about the cost and ease of access of it. It is available, actually, people don't know this, for prescription. Is that, have you have experience with that, trying to get it? as a prescription, actually having a doctor write you a script for it, or is that not realistic for guys to even bother asking their doctors? If you get out to some of these rejuvenation clinics, they're going to be able, they're going to give you whatever they can give you that's legal. So if it's there, they'll prescribe it to you. You just have to find the right rejuvenation clinic to do it. I don't mess with it. So I don't seek it out. As I've said on the podcast a bunch of times, the only things I kind of use now are testosterone and EQ. Don't really, uh, don't really have a place for, for Nandrolone and, and what I do now in my routine. So I haven't looked for it. But yeah, if it's, if it's available for human use in the U.S., you get the right uh, rejuvenation clinic. In Florida, the East Coast is where most of the good ones are. They'll prescribe it for you. You know, you get a script for it. If you work with your doctor, you should be able to get it. The price, guys, it's not expensive. Um, you can run a... If you're running at two or 400 milligrams a week, I mean, you can run a 10, 12 week cycle of this stuff. I mean, probably not even 200 bucks. I mean, so it's not expensive at all. And um, it's really easy to find every steroid source. They're going to sell DECA. And, um, you know, one, one thing to note, guys, if you go into your gym and you talk to the older guys, the guys who are in there now in the 50s and 60s, or um, even older than Rick and I, who are, who are pretty old ourselves, but if you talk to those older guys and you ask them, what is your favorite steroid of all time? Don't ask them like without knowing them, but like, let's say you get to know them over close to a few months, you spot each other, you become buddies and stuff. Just bring, bring up, what's your favorite steroid? Of all time? They'll say DECA. They won't say these other steroids. They'll say DECA, but the younger generation, they're not as into DECA as everyone else. Do you think that's true, Rick? Well, DECA has some synergy. Like if you take DECA with testosterone, with Dianabol, it just makes everything nicer. I mean, I think that's a reason why a lot of guys like DECA is because you notice when you just add some DECA to your cycle, it's, everything is just, you're just going to grow. You're going to grow quite a bit. Now, uh, one thing to mention about DECA is the two presentations that are out on the market now are nandrolone phenylpropanate and nandrolone decanoate. Phenylpropanate, you're going to get about 67 milligrams of nandrolone and about 43 milligrams of non-muscle building phenylpropanate ester. When it comes to nandrolone decanoate, you're gonna get about 64 milligrams of nandrolone and about 46 milligrams of non-muscle building decanoate ester. Um, the esters need to come off the steroid before your body can utilize them. And the esters are there to make the steroid oil soluble and so that it takes it a little while longer to get out of the depot. So it's something to keep in mind, you know, when you're injecting 200 mg of nandrolone decanoate, you're getting around 120, 130 real uh, milligrams of, of nandrolone. Everything else is the ester. So uh, 
so one of the reasons nandrolone just seems maybe a little bit weaker than some other steroids in a stack, it's because it's got that long ester, which means you have a little bit less active ingredient. And that long ester in, in the decanoid uh, preparation spreads out the steroid over, over weeks. So it doesn't hit you all at once. It does take a while to build up. It's one of the reasons also it's, it's kind of known for being mild and, and for taking a, a little while to kick in. So let's finish off the show by talking a little bit about who should consider DECA um, as their next cycle. So I think that a couple different scenarios, if you're a lean, if you're like a skinnier guy and you've put in a lot of you know years in the weight room, you've got a, a decent base and you want to really take things to the next level in terms of, of mass, then I think DECA really is going to be good for you because I, when I use DECA, I want to eat like twice as much as everything. I don't feel satiated when I eat on this stuff. The mood enhancing is tremendous on DECA. I mean, I feel fantastic on it. I also think guys who are into strength training, um, who are just the typical gym rat, likes to just live heavy ass weight. I think DECA is a really good option for them as well. It's one of the better ones. I think if you're a strength athlete at it well, as well, it's not going to, it's not going to boost your bench press 50 pounds overnight, but it is going to, help push you to the next level and it's going to you know add add that mass and add that strength to you where safely add it and it's going to be kind of like you'll go in 12 weeks you can you can add some good weight to your lifts okay it's not going to be something like trend where in two weeks you add big weight to your lifts. so i think it's a really good option if you want to take a nice slow and steady approach to your uh training Anything else to add, Rick, before we finish up? Yeah, uh, I don't recommend women use DECA. I really don't. I've said it many times on the podcast. Anavar's bottle, you need to look good as a female. Maybe a little song here or there. If you're a competitor, Anavar Winstrel should be a bottle you need. Maybe a, a song or a peptide here or there to help you for contest prep. It's a bottle you need. Nandrolone, when you get into like Nandrolone decanoid, this these long esters, if you're a female, you begin to notice some side effects that you don't want on these steroids. You can't just get off of it the way you can with Anavar or Winstrol, some of the shorter acting stuff. You're in for the ride. You know, if you've been injecting just a tiny bit of, of Nandrolone every week, and by about week three or four, you begin to notice some side effects, guess what? You still have about another three or four weeks of side effects to go before they begin to go away. So it's, it's just not a good just not a good option for women, in my opinion. Um, as far as who should use it, you know, if you're, I've said this in another podcast too, for travel, let's say you're traveling, if you can get some testosterone on the canoe, a little bit of DECA, maybe some EQ, you shoot those uh, and you can go away for about two, three, four weeks and they're still in you doing something. You don't have to travel with the sauce. Yes, your androgen levels would be at a decline after each of those esters peak. So you would be declining, but you still would be at higher than normal levels three, four weeks after the shot. So that's, that's nice. Um, guys who are looking to bulk and put on mass, not spending a lot of cash because Nandrolone is fairly inexpensive and it just makes that testosterone and makes that dianable work better. If you're looking to gain mass and not spend a lot of money, testosterone, dianable, and DECA. It's just a classic stack. It's real cheap. And those are probably the three of the cheapest steroids on the market. So there's less of a chance that sources would want to fake them 
because they're so cheap to get. If anything, they would use those three steroids to swap out for something more expensive that they're trying to give you. So you, you can be fairly confident that when you get those three, they're going to be cheap. And they're also going to be what you're looking for, not, not swapped out for anything else. All right, guys. Look, guys, we hit this topic hard. You guys learn a lot. If we miss anything, shoot me over a message, Steve SMI on the forums, and I'll answer any of your questions. We're revisiting another podcast. You know, this is only the first uh, podcast about nandrolone we're going to do. We'll, we'll get around to all of the compounds, and then we'll come back to nandrolone, listen to this, and add anything else that we missed out add anything that people wanted to hear about that didn't. And uh, yeah, we'll hit this hard again. All right, guys. Appreciate you guys listening. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Um, we're, I'm, I'm, what, what compound are we doing next, Rick? T-Bowl sounds like the one. What do you think? Are we doing next for uh, 282? Yeah, I've been, getting a lot, I've been getting a lot of messages for, uh, to do T-Bowl. And it has a really fascinating history as well. So we're going to dig into that one on the next podcast. So, guys, listen up for that next week. Appreciate you guys listening. Take care. Have a good night, guys. Have a good night, Steve. Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program.